Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. New two out of three falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. You can follow me, Randy Cruz, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. And I'm joined by Mr. Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. Graham, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. Happy to be back here on the show. It's been quite a while, um, but we have yeah. not missed much, as we were <laughs> discussing before we went live here. I mean, Raw has been abysmal for a very long time, specifically over the last month. So with the recent shakeup, we're back here on the show to discuss the shakeup that wasn't really a shakeup from mm-hmm. this past Monday's Raw and everything else going on in the world of WWE right now. I know because... Uh before we went on the air, you told me it's been a month, and I had to double-check, and I'm like, wow, the last show we did was a Survivor Series preview um, in, in mid-November, so it, it definitely has been a while. Scheduling, holidays, me being under the weather for the last couple of weeks, so now we finally got some time to uh, do the show. At any event, we don't do the show next week because of Christmas and everything. I do want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. But um, with Raw, with SmackDown, with TLC, a whole bunch of stuff coming up, um, Royal Rumble next month. So TLC happened this past weekend. We did not do a preview show, but we are, but we are going to do a review. Um, and here we go. I'm not going to mention the pre-show matches because I really don't care about that except Elias defeated Bobby Lashley in a ladder match. Um, okay, here we go. Fabulous Truth. Carmella and R-Truth defeated Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> glad we didn't do a preview because that was like, eh, I don't watch the Mixed Match Challenge. I did not even know these two teams were in the finals, but Graham, you cover it. I don't. What do you think of this mixed match challenge finals match? <laughs> I mean, it was ex- it was exactly what you would expect given who was involved here. I don't think anyone thought it would actually come down to these four, but then again, the people that it came down to, mm-hmm. um, everyone else involved in mixed match challenge that wasn't hurt because we had a lot of switches over the course of season two. A lot of team switches because people got hurt or there was a storyline change or people turned heel or turned face, blah, blah, blah. So a lot right. of storyline stuff going on here. People were replaced, taken out, um, substituted by others. It was very confusing. Everyone else that could have made it to the finals was already doing something else on this show, a TLC. Mm-hmm. And WWE didn't want them pulling double duty. So therefore, they took the two teams with the worst records all season long wow. and put them in the finals with... Very little stakes, too. Yeah, the winners got to be number 30 in their respective Royal Rumble matches, which I guess is something, which then again is not all that exciting when you don't really want number 30 announced ahead of time. Maybe number one, never number 30. And currently it's R-Truth, which is pretty 
you know, pretty unexciting to say the least. Yeah. And then an all expense paid vacation, which That's no right. one can give two shits about because <laughs> obviously it's all kayfabe anyway. And they're not even really going on a vacation. They're going mm-hmm. to WWE headquarters, as our truth said afterwards. So this was exactly what you would expect it to be. Total comedy. The crowd was into it. The best thing I can say about it was that it was the best match to kick off the show with because it it was gotten out of the way with early. Um, the crowd was into it. The right team won. Of the two, I really could not care less who won, but Truth and Carmella, truth be told, have been um, doing well um, as a pairing in recent months. So I, I'm glad that they won over Mahal and Fox, but that's not saying much. So this was fine for what it was, but completely forgettable. That's right. WWE headquarters, Stanford, Connecticut. That's that's like right around the corner from you, right? <laughs> it is. I might see Truth and Carmella pulling in an uh, right. I-95 five or something in the next couple of days we'll say they ain't going there Graham. <laughs> they ain't going there <laughs> well i did read i did read earlier that i believe they plan on filming vignettes True. at the headquarters because they're coming <laughs> to the northeast in the next week or so for mm-hmm. the upcoming ww live events okay, um i know they're yeah. doing shows i don't know about here in connecticut but for sure in new york and long island or uh, rhode island whatever yeah. so they might be doing more shows and they might be they might be in the area anyway to film vignettes, which we may see on Raw come the New Year's Day episode. So we'll soon see. But it's not exactly intriguing to say the least. Yeah, I know that I know that they're they're, they're doing one here um, at the Garden late December. Don't know what day it is. Uh, off, I, I believe it's the day after Christmas. 26th. That's usually when it is. Okay. Um, the bar defeated the New Day. And the Usos in a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, I think I kind of missed this match. I think football was on at, at, at the time. Uh, I didn't really care about the match going going into it. But what did you make of the bar, New Day, and the Usos? It was good. Again, exactly what you would expect it to be. And that the match was very well wrestled, very exciting. I could not really buy into the possibility of the New Day or the Usos winning the championship for like the upteenth mm-hmm. time because. The New Day just dropped the titles back in, like, October, so only two months ago. The Usos have not been champions since WrestleMania. Mm. But even then, I feel like we've been there, done that with both of these teams. So, same three teams, you know, same shit, different week. It was a good match, by no means one of the better matches. I mean, it was one of the better matches on the show, not the match of the night by any means. But it was good. The right team won with a bar retaining the championships, and that was really all that mattered to me. All right. Um... We have Braun Strowman defeated Baron Corbin in a TLC match where if, if Braun was to win, Baron Corbin is no longer in power of, of Raw. If Baron was to win, then he will be permanent GM of Monday Night Raw. Um, you had a bunch of uh, Apollo Crews and um, Kurt Angles and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable coming out. Heath Slater was the referee. Um a lot of shit going on in this quote-unquote match that uh, we all thought was not going to happen because Braun was uh, really hurt. Um, so, yeah, what you make of this match? Did, did you even think Braun was going to show up? And if he did, did you, did, you know, did you think he was going to actually wrestle? Or how'd you like this whole match playing out the way he did? Well, obviously, really not much of a match. I didn't expect Strowman to wrestle. I did not hear anything otherwise saying that he was clear to compete. At this point, I think the current plan is to have him step back in the ring in time for the Royal Rumble, Mm -hmm. which isn't for another like month or so. 
So they have plenty of time to build him and uh, Brock Lesnar for again the upteen time at that pay-per-view, which I don't think will be that good of a match considering their past encounters were very dull. But nonetheless, focusing in on this match, um, I was scared for a second that this would be the main event because they kind of built it up as the main event on Raw in recent weeks. Mm. Thankfully, that was not the case. It went on third, which is exactly where it belonged on the card. <laughs> they pulled an angle instead of a match with uh, the rest of the baby faces from Raw coming out. Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, all coming out to kick Corbin's ass. Give him his comeuppance. Uh, the crowd ate this up, and I really didn't care too much for it, but at least Corbin finally got what was coming to him for months and months and months. Um, it was well done. Again, the crowd was into it. That was really all that mattered. Corbin lost and Strowman won and can't really say much more than that. And the, and the baby faces finally got one over on Corbin after all the months of abuse they've taken at the hands of the now former Raw GM. So I thought this was um exactly what it needed to be. Natalia defeated Ruby Riot in a tables match. I did not see this match. Um, again, football was on. So I kept, I was going back and forth. Um, I saw I saw some people on Twitter talking nice about this match, so maybe I should go back and see it, but what did you make of the tally of uh, defeating Ruby Riot? It was a good match. Honestly, better than expected. Um, you, you didn't miss much by watching football <laughs> instead of this. I'll, I'll say that, Randy, but mm-hmm. it, it was a good match. I mean, this feud has done nothing for me. The whole Joe Jim Neidhart and doing it for your father, your father, like all this other dumb stuff. I thought it really doesn't do much for me personally, but you know, the match I thought was all right. Ruby Wright's very good. Natalia's a good competitor as well. Mm-hmm. I thought they worked well together. They had fine chemistry. If nothing else, Natalia went over clean, hopefully putting an end to this feud once and for all. Also giving Natalia a momentum boost going into the next night's Raw, where she became the number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. So again, this was good. I mean, it does nothing for the Riot Squad, mind you. They look like a bunch of losers coming out of this. Coming out of the TLC match where they had like six baby faces team up on the heel, on the lone heel, they could have very easily had the Riot Squad interfere at every point in this match, which mm. I'm glad they didn't, but logically they should have. They lost the Riot Squad. At the end of the day, always loses. They just never can never can never really seem to catch a break. So I like Ruby Riot. The squad has got to go because they suck. They're booked like losers. <laughs> Ruby Riot at this point would be much better off on her own. But as a match, I thought it was fine. So then Natalia goes on to Raw. She wins a gauntlet match to fight Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Title um, at the Christmas Eve show, which you know, for those who don't know, already fucking happened already. Um, I assume, Graham, you already know who won that match, right? For which match? The well, they 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 taped Raw the following day for next week. So those I matches- actually didn't know. Are you talking about Ronda and Natalia? Yeah. No, I I know obviously I knew it took place because obviously they built uh, it on Monday's Raw. I didn't. I don't know who won. I mean, I can only assume who won. Otherwise, we would have heard about <laughs> yeah. it on Twitter. But yeah. um. No, I didn't. I don't read the spoilers. I actually stayed clear of the spoilers on Twitter. There's only one real spoiler that I know, and that was from SmackDown. That's because WWE revealed it themselves. Yeah. But beyond that, though, I have uh, steered clear of all the spoilers on on this week's Raw and SmackDown. Given that, like you said, they were they were taped in advance because they fall on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day next week. Yeah. So if someone like me, I would I would read the spoilers only for this time because. I don't think I have time to watch Raw and SmackDown on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. NBA is on Christmas Day, so SmackDown for me is like not happening. So I read the spoilers. I know what happened. I know we'll get to that in a, in a second. But Finn Balor defeated Drew McIntyre. 
Um, I think that's twice now Drew McIntyre has taken an L the last three weeks. Um, were you surprised that Drew McIntyre, with the way they've been building him up, takes another L to Finn Balor? Definitely. I was not expecting that. I mean, it was a good match. They work well together. Looking forward to a rematch eventually, but there was no real reason to have McIntyre lose again. And I mean, granted, it was a tainted victory because Dolph Ziggler got involved. Right. So it was by no means a clean victory for Balor. And that was exactly what happened the last time when Ziggler beat McIntyre because Balor got involved. So McIntyre technically has yet to get beat clean since coming to Raw back in April. So there is that. And he's only really lost because of the other one. And now they're having a triple threat match in next week's Raw. But um, anyway, yeah, so I thought as a match it was good. The outcome was surprising. But as other people have pointed out, maybe McIntyre is losing. And he shouldn't lose every match. But maybe he's losing more often than he has been in recent months because he's being set up to win the Royal Rumble in a mere month, which I think is a very strong possibility. Mm. And a McIntyre Rumble win is not a bad thing in my book. The guy has been very well built, very well protected by and large since he got called out from NXT back in April. And uh, he's been one of the shining stars. I don't, I'm not talking about Primo, uh, Primo and Epico Cologne. I'm talking about oh, one yeah, of the yeah, bright yeah. spots of an otherwise <laughs> dark time right now on Monday Night Raw, that being Drew McIntyre. So the outcome was slightly surprising, they did well by it, though. Balor gains a little bit. McIntyre was mm-hmm. protected in defeat. Overall, an enjoyable match. Rey Mysterio defeated Randy Orton in a chairs match. Um, well, it happened. <laughs> what did you make mm-hmm. of Rey Mysterio going over Randy Orton in this match? No, it was good. Um, it was your typical chairs match. The chairs match stipulation doesn't really has never really done much for me. Mm-hmm. There's been a very like maybe one chairs match in the history of this pay per view that's ever been good. Um, that being Baron Corbin and Kalisto from the 2016 installment. So wow. if you haven't seen it, go back and check it out. It was a great match. Beyond that, I have not seen a single chairs match that has ever piqued my interest once. This was good. I applaud them for making the most of the dumb stipulation. And Orton and Mysterio work well together. It was a fun little match. Nothing to write home about. Nothing exciting in the slightest. The feud's been good. The match, eh, definitely their weakest encounter to date. Um, but it was still good. Mysterio picks up a, a clean victory, surprisingly, by a, via a roll-up. But I would be shocked if this marked the end of the feud. Ronda Rousey defeated Nia Jax to keep her Raw Women's title in almost 11 minutes. Um... I like the match. I think it's. Um, I was reading somewhere that that this could have been Nia Jax's best match or Ronda Rousey's best match, and Ronda Rousey carried Nia Jax the whole entire way. Um, I, I think from the moment that she, uh, Ronda Rousey debuted at WrestleMania 34 last year till now, obviously she got way better. I mean, you know, we all thought that was going to happen anyway. Um, as time went on, but just the the selling, just the chemistry. I think she's you know better better in ring work. Um, I'm still I still I'm still not a fan of her smiling coming down the aisle. I, I, that's that's still there. But then later on in the night, she wants to come down the aisle with a mean face and you know do the ladder spot with Becky and Charlotte. But I think overall she's been getting better, better better on the microphone, better in promos. She's not great at it yet, but I think you know from uh, her debut to now, which is what almost eight months already. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, shit, that, that shit went fast. Um, <laughs> she got she got way better, man. I think her and Nia had, had great chemistry in the ring. I know I know they fought earlier at the Money in the Bank, but that was that's that that's a different Rousey compared to now. Uh, overall, good match. I did not expect Nia to win. I think Ronda's gonna hold it until at, at, at least WrestleMania. But overall, good match between her and Nia Jax. Yeah, no, I agree. This was easily the most predictable match in the card, but not in a bad way. I mean, obviously Rousey. Should have won. We all expected her to win. It was exactly what it needed to be. As a match, it was better than it had really any right to be because the build sucked. Um, I guess I should not be surprised the match was as good as it was just because, like you said, their first match also exceeded expectations, and this was equally entertaining. So I thought they did well by the match. They never really gave fans an incentive to think that Nia could win the championship on the show. She really was built up as a poor threat to the title. But beyond that, though, from an in-ring standpoint, strictly – I thought it was good. Rousey's still relatively inexperienced. So mm-hmm. putting that into consideration, the fact that Nia Jax sucks, um, I thought this was definitely the best Nia Jax match I've ever seen. Like, I don't think there's a single doubt about that. Um, not the best Ronda Rousey match I've seen. There's definitely mm. an argument to be said about that. I would say okay. the Charlotte match from Survivor Series was better. That didn't have a clean finish, mind you, but... It shouldn't have anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought the Charlotte match was better, um, but this was still one of Rousey's better matches since you know arriving on Raw earlier this year. Good match, good finish. Above all else, I would hope that this ends and eliminates any possibility of Nia Jax being brought back <laughs> as the championship challenger anytime soon. Please let this be the end. Please let this mark the end of Nia Jax's days as a Raw Women's Championship contender. I'm done with it. I've seen it all. I'm ready to move on to fresher faces in that title picture. So you're just totally done with Nia Jax, basically. Completely done with Nia Jax. I would not be shocked if we saw Raw, or not Raw, but like just in general, women's tag team titles introduced mm-hmm. and then them given to Nia Jax and Tamina, which would be hell on earth because those two suck individually, let alone together. Um, so I could see that happening. Maybe a Banks and Bailey versus Nia and Tamina feud, which again does nothing for nothing. me. But we'll soon see. But beyond that, though, I really have no desire to see Nia Jax in my television. And then what? Nia Jax got knocked out by Becky Lynch uh, right after that, right? In uh, the backstage area. That was great storytelling. Yeah, this was the clocked. first time since Survivor Series that those two have been in the same building. So I thought that was a great little mm-hmm. storyline tidbit, which I'm sure you have to know is going to lead to Becky throwing Nia Jax out last in the Women's Rumble next month, and going on to WrestleMania, punching her ticket to the main event to face Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. Otherwise, I mean, it was great that they did that, but I'm sure this was not the end of the interaction between Nia and Tamina. I guarantee you right now this is not a bold prediction because I think anyone can call it. A a blind man living in their mother's basement can call this, but a Becky Lynch, Nia, Charlotte Flair triple threat to close out that women's rumble next month i do not see any other final three beyond them uh come the women's rumble next month mm. and then where was tamina when nia jazz got <laughs> clocked in the back she came all late <laughs> yeah she came all late another another botch on tamina's end what else yeah is there? um hold that thought about the rumble because that night i was tweeting and the thought was you know watch I'm paraphrasing here, but Becky's going to be the last person to throw out Nia. And then I kept seeing a whole bunch of triple threat stuff. And I know we'll get to that later. But um, Daniel Bryan defeated AJ Styles. Uh, 
to keep the the WWE Championship almost 24 minutes. Um, oh, my bad. The new Daniel Bryan. Um, what you making a match um, from from both sides from Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles? Are you getting acclimated to the new Daniel Bryan who tells you about the environment and all this other shit? <laughs> Mm-hmm. All this, <laughs> all the Brian, all the Daniel Bryan stuff, I've thoroughly enjoyed personally. Mm-hmm. All the eco-friendly nonsense, yeah, it's been a little weird, some weird material, but he's making the most of it. And I don't really care what he's saying; it's more so how he's saying it. Mm-hmm. There was an amazing promo on the kickoff show that he cut, which I didn't see originally until WWE reposted it on their YouTube channel um, later that night at TLC. It was amazing. Him talking about how they came out with a new T-shirt for him, but he's not wearing it because that adds in, that feeds into consumerism. All this other crazy-ass shit, like conspiracy theory shit, and I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. His delivery of it is amazing. It's blatantly apparent, uh, very apparent, that this guy is having way more fun as a heel than he ever did as a babyface. Of course. Um, But, you know, him as WWE champion has been a very – uh, fun. It's been a fun run so far. He's been a breath of fresh air on that SmackDown brand. AJ is equally exceptional, but it was time for a change with the WWE Championship, and I think Brian was the answer to that solution, was the answer to that problem. Um, so I thought this was great. Their match on Sunday was absolutely phenomenal. Their match was fantastic. Definitely, in my opinion, the second best match of the night. And their last two matches on SmackDown and that Crown Jewel, respectively, were very good, if not great. But they felt like they were missing that just they, they felt like they were missing something. We got that on this show. They really went all out in delivering an, an absolutely exceptional outing. I enjoyed this every minute of this and I thought it was great. And the clean finish added to it as well. So again, great shit here. Brian's still your champion. AJ losing nothing in defeat. So now what what do we do with AJ Styles? You know, he had he had a, a championship run for over a year. Um uh, Got the Royal Rumble coming up next month. I doubt he would win the Rumble. Where do we go from here? Um, Does he stay on SmackDown? Is it now officially time where we say, hey, AJ, we're going to send you to Monday Night Raw. I know last year there was kind of like rumblings of maybe in that draft that Raw was going to to draft AJ, but they did not. Um, Do you see him staying on SmackDown or do you see him eventually going to Raw? You know, I feared when they announced the shakeup type thing on Monday's Raw that they would announce some sort of draft, which I still think it's too soon to do another one. Mm-hmm. I would hold off on doing that until after WrestleMania. Um, there was no reason for him to go to Raw. I mean, Raw could use him, but I think he's better off on SmackDown. I want AJ as far away from Raw as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not want him being ruined by Raw. So what do you do with him in the meantime? I mean... I wouldn't be surprised to see AJ and Brian continue going into the Rumble, maybe with some sort of a stipulation match, like a Iron Man match or something at the Rumble pay-per-view. Considering it's four hours, I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Um, so they could do that. I don't think their feud is over, but if it is, if it is, what do you do with AJ um, going forward? Well, I think he's going to be in the Rumble match. If he's not facing Daniel Bryan of the Royal Rumble, I could see AJ being in the Rumble match. I was going to say for the first time ever, which is inaccurate because he was in the WWE Championship match the last two years, but I forgot he debuted in the Royal Rumble match two years ago or three years ago, whatever, So, which time flies, I guess. Um, Beyond that, what else do you do with him on SmackDown? 
I've heard a Randy Orton feud has been rumored for WrestleMania. That would be entertaining. Orton and AJ for the first time ever. I mean, they've done it on SmackDown before, but as a first time ever feud, it feels fresh. Um, you could do that. AJ and Miz is something different. Doesn't really feel WrestleMania worthy, but that's also an idea. Him and Andrade, been there, done that, but I guess you can go back to that match slash feud if you want. Um, Nakamura, I'm all set on that for right now. There's really not many other people that come to mind. Maybe, yeah, no, Samoa Joe have been there, done that too. So, yeah, probably Randy Orton. I know Randy Orton just lost the TLC, but I do see him bouncing back soon. So an Orton-AJ feud going into WrestleMania seems like the right direction, in my opinion, for AJ Styles. And for the SmackDown, well, not SmackDown, but for the world title with Daniel Bryan, for WrestleMania, um, I don't think it's an easy call to, to see who his opponent might be at WrestleMania. Uh, I doubt it'll be AJ Styles. Um, who else on SmackDown? Randy Orton, Nakamura, uh, Rey Mysterio. I mean, who do we see Daniel Bryan if he's a champion at WrestleMania, which I think he will be? Uh, who does Daniel Bryan go up against? on the SmackDown side of WrestleMania 35. The Miz, maybe? Fantasy booking, I would say The Miz. I think The Miz and Brian, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe it wasn't the original plan. I feel like it should have been the plan the entire time. Right. I feel like Brian beating Miz for the championship, Brian being a babyface, Miz being the heel, and then Miz was the one to beat AJ for the championship instead of Brian. They really should have had the roles reversed, but I yeah. can't complain because now we get Brian as a heel and he's been killing it recently. So everything happens for a reason. Um, but obviously that's not happening. But maybe you can reverse the roles. Maybe you have Miz go babyface because SmackDown needs more babyfaces. They just called up Mustafa Ali to SmackDown. So maybe he kind of fills in that void, but you still need more faces. You have AJ. You have Jeff Hardy. You have... Mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy and AJ, you have Mustafa Ali. That's really about it. Rusev, I guess, too, to Ray, an extent. Rey Mysterio. That's about it. So, um, what'd you say? Rey Mysterio. Oh, Rey Mysterio. I'm sorry. Rey Mysterio, too. So, you have those guys. I would still turn the Miz. He kind of feels lost in the shelf right now. Um, so, yeah, Miz and, Miz and Brian is not a bad WWE championship match at WrestleMania. Miz needs that title back eventually mm -hmm. anyway. So, he might as well beat the person that he helped. Um rise up in the ranks eight years ago so that would be a great story if it's not the miz i've heard some people suggest and i could definitely see this being the case john cena now Cena is setting out to win his mm. 17th wwe championship which would break the record of rick flair the made-up record of rick flair in wwe um, I guess that would make sense. We never really got a full-fledged Brian Cena feud. They did feud or have a brief feud over the WWE Championship five years ago, and they were both baby faces. It was a great feud, but this version of Daniel Bryan versus Cena at his, you know, peak versus like ultimate John Cena, no nonsense John Cena could be an amazing feud regardless of the result, which I assume Cena would win, hmm. but whatever. It's I, I really just don't know what, uh, what else you do because Brian and Miz, I guess, writes itself, but is it really WrestleMania worthy right now? No, just because Miz has been booked like a joke for a while. Um, if it's not Cena, we've been and done there. We've been and done that with a Randy Orton. Nakamura is still a heel for right now. Obviously not Jeff Hardy. Mustafa Ali is getting a shot right now. No. Um, Rey Mysterio, maybe. I don't think Rey Mysterio, of all people, would get a WWE Championship <laughs> match at WrestleMania. Maybe the U.S. title, not the WWE Championship. So, again, 
I don't know. I don't know what you do with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Maybe Daniel Bryan and The Undertaker. That would be interesting because oh, it's wow. something different. I know that was rumored a long time ago. Wow. This version of Bryan versus that Taker could be interesting because Taker's obviously not done. So I would say Cena's the best bet right now, but there's a few other options if they don't go in that direction. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, since we are in now a new era of fresh start and everything. It could be Daniel Bryan against the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Oh, God. Don't even recommend <laughs> that. Please do not recommend that. I mean, hey, they, they, they were tag team partners at last year at WrestleMania. Might as well go one-on-one this time. Come on. I mean, I think it might have been the original plan before Bryan went heel. I think the original plan, based off what we saw on the SmackDowns before Survivor Series, was to turn Shane heel mm-hmm. and have it be Brian and Shane at WrestleMania, which sounds god-awful, because I ranted all about that on the show last year, about how that seemed to be the direction they were going in for WrestleMania. Thankfully, it ended up turning into a tag team match instead. But, you know, I, I still think a Brian-Shane match would be absolutely abysmal. Well, if it ain't Brian and The Miz, and it's funny because when we, you know... Heard that WrestleMania, WrestleMania Royal Rumble was going to be in in Phoenix. We just kind of said, "Oh, that's where Daniel Bryan lives. He'll go there, win the Rumble, be be a big hoopla, then he'll win at WrestleMania." Now he, he'll enter Phoenix at the at the Rumble, getting booed uh, where he lives. Um, should be a, a very different and interesting dynamic. But you got to help me out here when they said, because um, I'm not sure if they're Raw, SmackDown, whatever. Sami Zayn's going to come back. Kevin Owens going to come back. You never know. They might go back to SmackDown. I, I do recall KO was on Raw uh, before he got hurt. Sami Zayn, I think the same thing. But now what do you do? Do Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens go back to Raw or do they go to SmackDown to be one of those extra options for Daniel Bryan uh, at WrestleMania? Yeah, no, I'd keep them on Raw. Um, I don't like when people switch brands for no reason. I mean, I guess they could work out some sort of trade if they wanted to. But um, I, I, they'd have to be babyfaces. Babyface Kevin Owens would be interesting. Um, he, he seemed to leave Raw as a babyface before he got hurt. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to bring him back as a babyface. I don't think so, based off the vignette that we saw on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, There's a shot, though. I mean, Sammy, definitely not. We're not getting Sammy and Brian for the championship at WrestleMania. <laughs> not over Vince McMahon's dead body. Um, Owens would be interesting. I don't see it happening. But that's always a that's always a possibility for sure. I think Raw needs them more, to be honest. Well, we're down to Daniel Bryan against The Miz, Daniel Bryan against Shane McMahon, and Daniel Bryan against Undertaker, <laughs> and, and John Cena. And John Cena, yeah. Um, yeah. So three, four of those guys are part timers, which I mean speaks right. volumes. But whatever. Right. Well, we are in, in a new era, another new era. Mm-hmm. Um, Always a new era Always here in WWE. Fresh, fresh start. Then we get uh, Corbin and Seth Rollins again. Um, Dean Ambrose, <laughs> Seth Rollins, Intercontinental Championship, new Intercontinental Champion. Dean Ambrose defeated Seth Rollins. Um, you got a couple boring chants in this match. I thought that was kind of surprising. Um, it did go kind of long, 20, 20, 23 minutes. But Dean Ambrose is your, your new Intercontinental Champion with the fur coat and the Bane gas mask. Um, I did want to ask you, what do you make of this new Dean Ambrose character? And two, um, are you feeling Dean Ambrose becoming the new intercontinental champion? 
Yeah, the match was boring as all hell. I mean, I hate to say that because I was looking forward to this, and they usually have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was just a bore fest. The Dean Ambrose character has not been lighting the world on fire at all. He started out strong, but maybe it's because he wasn't saying anything. And as soon as he started speaking, it slowly went downhill. The logic behind this feud makes no sense. The whole vaccination, the crowd smelly bullshit does nothing for me. It doesn't make me want to hate him. It just makes me not care about the guy, which is unbelievable considering that he was one of the hottest stars upon his return four months ago. And now he feels like just another heel on this show. So uh, the match I thought was very disappointing. Um, Ambrose winning clean I thought was refreshing. And Dean Ambrose becoming champion I thought was refreshing. But um, it doesn't exactly leave me you know, salivating over the idea of a rematch just because the first match kind of, eh, it was whatever. It felt like an, any ordinary wrestling match and not the, you know, blood filled feud that this has been up to this point. So, uh, that was underwhelming, but I'm sure the feud obviously will continue with Rollins and chase mode, which is what I think this feud desperately needed. Um, yeah, I was a little, I was a little surprised about the, uh, the boring chance. Cause you know, this was a, a match that, I know a lot of fans fans wanted to see maybe the storyline was not built the way that we all thought it would be, and that's been that's been the narrative for the entire Raw and SmackDown shows. Um, <coughs> seeing Dean Ambrose as as a IC champion again, I think it'd be cool, be different. I'm not feeling that gold gas mask and the weird siren and his fucking theme music uh, could be a little annoying, but um, little he decent on the microphone maybe sometime he tries too much for that that heel character he's trying to portray but i think it was time for seth rollins to relinquish that that title and try to go on to be universal champion rumors out there that um seth rollins might win the royal rumble um uh if all right if seth rollins was to win the royal rumble or was to win the royal rumble do you have him as the favorite from the Raw side right now? And do you do you possibly see him against Brock at WrestleMania or him against Braun Strowman at WrestleMania if it goes down that way? Uh, oh, God. I mean, I'm not sure. I guess I've heard there's two differing opinions on what should be the Universal Championship match at WrestleMania, hmm. whether it be Drew and Braun or Brock and Rollins. Between the two, to be honest with you, I like Brock and Rollins more. I think that's a bigger match. Braun as champion going into WrestleMania does nothing for me. I like Braun. Wow. Been there, done that, though. I mean, I'm not going to say that I would. I don't want him over Brock, because I do. I do want him over Brock. But Braun has been so heavily damaged in 2018 with loss after loss after loss. This guy's win-loss record on pay-per-view in 2018 has been absolutely atrocious. So to think that he should be the champion walking into WrestleMania doesn't exactly excite me. I think Brock honestly holding on to the championship only for Rollins to beat Brock for it and not Braun, that is what I would rather say because that's what should have happened in the first place at SummerSlam. They got cold feet. Uh They didn't do it. They went with Roman instead. And now Roman's not here. So I think they should go with Rollins, stick with him as the guy on Raw. Give You can do, still do Braun and Drew. 
just not over the championship. So Rollins is a top choice to win the Rumble from Raw, as is Drew McIntyre. Um, and then SmackDown, I guess AJ is another possibility. Mm. There's there's a few different people they can go with, but I would say that Braun, or rather Drew and um, Drew and Seth Rollins currently lead the list of the likeliest candidates from the Raw side to win the Rumble. So you prefer Braun to win the belt at WrestleMania as opposed to walking in to WrestleMania as a champion? Oh no, that's not what I meant. I meant I would rather have. I would rather have Brock beat him at the Rumble okay. and have Rollins be the one to beat Brock for the championship. If I had to choose, I'd rather have Braun defending because I don't want Braun going for the championship again at WrestleMania. The guy's a fucking loser. He's a loser. <laughs> he's faced the Brock. At le- he's lost to Brock Lesnar at least four times at this point between you know, uh, No Mercy last year, SummerSlam last year, Royal Rumble this year, SummerSlam this year. We had Crown Jewel like four or five times. The guy has lost to Brock Lesnar. I don't know if the Rumble will be any different. I don't really care to find out, to be honest with you. But um, if I had to take a choice, I would go with Braun the losing to Brock and having Rollins beat Brock instead of WrestleMania for that championship. Hmm. Okay. And the main event, which I, th- I think we all thought was going to be the main event, um, triple threat ladders match. No, ladder triple threat TLC match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oscar defeated Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. I thought it was a great, phenomenal match. Um, the, the crowd was in it. Um, and then we get Ronda Rousey at the end, costing Becky Lynch the title and Charlotte Flair while on the ladder. Oscar, new SmackDown Women's Champion. It's crazy how me and you were on the show uh, months ago. was like, hey, ever since WrestleMania and the Rumble... We, we, they haven't done much with Asuka. And now she's world champion. And I I think it's cool. I have no problem with it. I think seeing, you know, what what Nia did hurting Becky Lynch in real life kind of fucked a lot of things up. Because now they had to expedite Charlotte Flair and run the Rousey matchup for a Survivor Series, which we all thought that would be a WrestleMania uh, caliber match. And now they do that. And I'm thinking they want to do Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania. But part of me says it still could be a triple threat between Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey. Um, How that would happen, it would have to be at the Rumble. But before I get ahead of myself, what did you make of this triple threat TLC match and Asuka becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion? I thought this was fantastic stuff. They really took the opportunity to make history and go all out, and they it didn't feel like oh, it's like a it's a TLC match, but it's toned down for the women. It didn't feel that way at all. I thought they went out there, they killed it. It felt like a hard hitting main event that that deserved and belonged in the main event slot. All three women had exceptional outings here, specifically Charlotte of all people. Becky was white hot. Asuka was great here. I really, really enjoyed this match and the bumps they took and the risks they made. I thought this was great. The finisher that was well done protected Becky and Charlotte in defeat. They weren't getting pinned anyway, but they had an out for losing. Doesn't exactly make Asuka look like the biggest threat, but at least she's the champion now and they can rebound with her moving forward after such an awful, disappointing 2018 with Becky and Charlotte, like you said, I still think there's a very good chance we see a three-way at WrestleMania. I would prefer a one-on-one match. I think Becky should win the Rumble. 
um, and then go on to face Rousey at WrestleMania. Having Becky win the Rumble only to insert Charlotte at some point between the Rumble and WrestleMania, I feel like would be a waste. I like Charlotte, but I think the better route to take would be to do Becky and Ronda on the Raw side, and on the SmackDown side, Asuka versus Charlotte. Because if it's not Charlotte going for that championship again at WrestleMania, there's no one else that makes sense from the SmackDown side. Asuka just beat Naomi. Lana's a joke. The Iconics are a joke. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be Sonya Deville. It's not going to be Mandy Rose. So I'm not really sure who else it would be from the SmackDown side. So I would do Asuka and Charlotte part two or three, whatever it is, at WrestleMania with a championship on the line with Asuka as the champion this time, and then do Ronda and Becky in the main event for the Raw Women's Championship. Well, for me, um, if I was booking it, which I'm not, I would have had Charlotte Charlotte win at TLC, have her and Asuka at WrestleMania in the rematch from last year, then Asuka goes over Charlotte this time around, and then have Becky win the Rumble and get Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, but part part of me, you know, Grant, you know, everybody's gonna think that Becky's gonna win the Rumble, and part of me always felt that, and I told you before, <clears throat> you gotta add some suspense to it. Like, let's not really go chalk and go with Becky right away to win the Rumble, and, and everybody knew that was gonna happen. Um, same last year. Everybody picked Asuka to win, and look what happened. And she won. The same with Nakamura. Uh, majority said Nakamura was going to win the Rumble, and he won the Rumble. I think if they can do a spin, again, I, this, this might sound complicated, but I still think they want Charlotte in that match with, with, with Rousey. They did not want that to happen at Survivor Series. Unfortunately, it did. So the only way they could that could happen is you go like... Like Brett and Luger, '94 Rumble, they both get they both go over the top rope, land at the same time, and they both, you know, become the winner. But the only thing, the only fucked up thing about that, is that when it happened in '05 with John Cena and Batista, Vince McMahon came out and you know he fucked his quads up <laughs> going in the ring, and he said, "No, start start over," and then Batista, you know, became the winner. So triple threat. That's the only way they can do it. Inserting Charlotte later on, that may not make sense. If they do a triple threat, they got to have Becky and Charlotte throw each other out at, at, at the Rumble. Both declare the winner, and they can pick whoever they want at WrestleMania. They have that choice, and they're gonna po- uh, they could probably both pick Ronda Rousey. If not, then you'll get Becky one-on-one with Rousey at Mania, and then probably Oscar and Charlotte, but... I I won't mind a triple threat match because Ronda, like if Ronda calls Becky the title, then I know it's Ronda and Becky. But she calls Charlotte and Becky at the same time, which makes it interesting. Like, hmm, they might do a swerve where Becky and Charlotte both win the Rumble. They both get Ronda at WrestleMania. But then, like your point is, who does Oscar get on her side for SmackDown? So it's kind of very, they can go many ways with it. Just don't go the more the one way where everybody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, no, exactly. They have a few different options here. That's a good spot to be in because not every woman on the roster means something. More often than not, it's usually the women like 
as it is right now, there's more women that mean less than 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 those that mean more. If that makes sense, like only really Oscar, Charlotte, and Becky mean anything on the Raw side. That's about or on the SmackDown side, rather. You know, we still have Naomi. We have the Iconics, Mandy Rose, Sonya, Lana, Zelina. They mean essentially nothing. So at least they have a few different directions they can go in with the women on Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And it's not one predictable path. Like, oh, it's we know for a fact it's going to be, you know, um, like John Cena and The Rock at WrestleMania. That was so predictable for one year out. Mm-hmm. This year around, it's not that predictable. We may get Rousey and Charlotte, too. We may get Rousey and Becky, one. And then we may get a three-way between the three. And then I don't know what happens to Oscar in that case. So they have a few different options of what they could do here. Either way, I'm looking forward to finding out what they have in mind. Um, so th- there's no way that Becky Lynch won't win the Rumble, right? They won't swerve to that point where, hey, it's Sasha Banks won the Rumble or Bailey wins the Rumble. It's got to be Becky, either Becky or Charlotte, right? We've seen weirder things, so I wouldn't oh, yeah, be shocked. Definitely. But I think all money should be on Becky, and I think she's the best bet. If it's not Becky, I could see Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And if it's not Charlotte or Becky, I, like you said, maybe Sasha or Bailey. But like, would they go for the Raw Women's Championship or WrestleMania instead of them? Like, I don't think so. So I think it almost has to be Becky at this point. Otherwise, she should not have dropped the championship. She should not have dropped the championship at TLC if she was not winning the Rumble next month. Because I'm trying to see. They had the chamber match in February, right? Uh, February or March. So I guess if you don't win the Rumble, you got to win that chamber match. So just trying to see how they're going to map it out and play it out. But uh, I could see a situation where Becky wins the Rumble. Becky and Ron is confirmed for WrestleMania. And then... The winner of the chamber gets Oscar at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Then Charlotte wins the chamber. That's what I would do. Yeah, but hmm, yeah, Charlotte, Oscar, and Mania. But I would, I would have Oscar go over Charlotte at Mania if that happens, right? I I would hope that's the case, just because <laughs> Charlotte won last year, so Oscar would almost have to win this right. year. Yeah. Okay, so early Rumble favorites, we have Becky for the women's um, Rumble. For the men's Rumble, you have what, Seth, Drew McIntyre, and that's it, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for right now, I would say, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'll, I'll go with Seth. Drew McIntyre could be up there. I doubt somebody who's going to come back, like a Kevin Owens, is going to come back and win it. I, You know, they used... They did. They did that before in the past, but I don't see Kevin Owens coming in. And I mean, I, I, I wouldn't care if, if it happened, but I don't think they'll do it that quick. Where he comes back and he wins the Rumble. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what else we got here, Graham? Um, oh yeah, so we got the new uh, uh, shakeup, quote unquote shakeup. We get McMahon, well, Vince, Shane, Stephanie, Hunter, and saying. Uh, new era. We're gonna give you fresh faces and fresh matchups. And Corbin's not in charge, and they put the blame on him, even though he has nothing to do with it. Um, and you know, from that from that announcement, we all thought, you know, McMahon was gonna say, "I'm running Raw and SmackDown on my own," or we're gonna do a draft or this and this. Like before they actually made the announcement, 
in your in your thought process, what did you think, or what would you have preferred to be the announcement before they actually said we're just gonna call people up and give you f- fresh new matches? I wasn't really thinking anything to be honest, <laughs> just because I've come to expect the worst from this company. So if you expect nothing, you're bound to be pleased in some mm-hmm. sort of in some form or fashion. Then again. I still walked away disappointed. Even with that mindset, I still walked away disappointed on Monday's Raw when it was announced that the McMahons are now in charge of both Raw and SmackDown moving yeah, forward. Yeah, new authority. New authority, authority 2.0, but it's more so like authority 5.0 because we've had the authority, we've had you know, the McMahon Corporation, we've had yeah. all this other shit, Vince McMahon as a heel GM. Mm-hmm. This is like the eighth time, maybe, that's being generous, that they've done that, uh, that they've done this in WWE. Yeah, I, you know, they can they tend to go to the well too many times, and you know, fans are, you know, fans will love you, they hate you. One minute that that they, you know booing Stephanie, and now she said, "Oh, we're gonna be fresh faces," and they're, they're cheering, and you know, they hate they 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 hated Hunter a while back, but now because he does N- uh, NXT, and he'll he'll get a pop and. Shane McMahon, who's running SmackDown, is now on Raw, so that he'll be running Raw and SmackDown. Um, they let Paige go of her quote-unquote duties, so she's now no longer GM. So it's strictly Shane, Vince, Hunter, and Stephanie at the helm. But I, I think for me, Graham, um, with the way the ratings have been going low, um, and I mean you, I mean you have talked about this, you know, back in the day, where for me, <clears throat> it's, it's not the talent. It's it's it, it's how they write everything with the storylines and rivalries and what's going on, like the cliffhangers of why should I watch Raw next week? Why should I watch SmackDown tomorrow? And why should I watch the the pay per view? And um, as fans, we we have not been getting that in the, you know, the last couple of years, and the fact that it's just for me. I like the wrestling matches. I like it. But I just, for me as a fan, I, I need the, the entertainment side. I need the rivalry. I need the stories. I need, I need the emotional investment uh, going forward with these characters, with these performances. And right now, you you know, the point you just made five minutes ago about the, the, the women's roster on SmackDown, that they don't mean shit. And they're just wrestlers. And this... this um, Nothing for them to do or, 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 or elevate themselves. And right now, everybody is just regular people. There, there are no larger-than-life characters, larger-than-life than stars. There's no megastars, uh, really. There are no megastars on the roster except John Cena and, and Brock Lesnar. You know, they, you know, aside from Taker and those guys, currently... It's just Brock and John Cena. These other guys, the Romans and the Strowmans and Seth Rollins, all good. They're just not at that level where, again, the casual fan or the regular fan from 20 years ago is going to come on and watch Raw SmackDown and they'll see him and they'll be like, who is Dean Ambrose? Who is Finn Balor? He looks like a regular guy. Who is this guy? This guy out of shape. You know what? I don't have these stars no more for me to watch. And they can... K it and blame uh, Baron Corbin, which he he ain't got shit to do with it. And the people who are telling you it's a fresh start are the people who are writing the, the fucking show. And 
people in the crowd in Sacramento was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And like, I hope you not, I hope you guys are not really playing into this where, like you said, you get disappointed when they say, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to shake it up. This is going to be brand new. And everything, everything is the same. So now when you go 2 million people or less than 2 million people watching Monday Night Raw where you were getting 7, 8 million people just you know 20 years ago or 10 years ago, that's, that's hard to really take in for a show that's been around for so long. And now you get to a point where something's not working. And people like me, people like you have been saying it, this shit sucks. Raw sucks. SmackDown is a little better, but we're not talking that much better. So the announcement was, I would say, very underwhelming. Um, it could have been a lot better. They just did it, and they left, and they didn't weave anything through the whole show. And it said we'll give you fresh matches, but then we get Seth and Baron Corbin again. We get this. We get uh, people dancing, and it's like, Bro, <laughs> can we get something new going into 2019? And the 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 for me the call ups real quick the call ups ain't gonna really help. I know everybody love NXT. I I, I like NXT, but f- if you want more people to watch, it ain't gonna be because of Lars Sullivan and and EC3 and them guys. You might love them, Graham. I don't know who half these people are, but if you want people to watch. It's not the talent and bring up more talent from NXT. It's about writing more creative storylines and getting with the times of what everybody watches on TV in 2018 and 2019. You really just said my whole thoughts on the entire situation with that one rant there, Randy. I have nothing left to say (laughs) other than I completely agree that, you know, you can call up new faces and i love nxt i like these people you may not know who half these people are i know these people i don't think they're going to change the business mm-hmm. even if they brought back like a stone cold steve austin right coming off an austin 316 promo it's not going to matter at all the writing of these shows is what's going to change it has mm-hmm. to change if that doesn't change nothing will whether it be You know, they could put someone else new in the authority figure spot. They can bring up new people. They can make new matches, Mm. focus on fresher faces. That's all great and all. That's some awesome, like, talk and a great promo they cut to start Raw this week. They said all the right things. But really the key is seeing if they follow up on it. Because if they fail to follow up, then people will have no reason to believe any of the bullshit they spew every single week. And by this point, we have no reason to believe them because they have steered us wrong time and time and time and time again. So this means nothing until they put their words into action. So we'll see. I have some faith they'll do right by it. They're making, they're doing some of the right things. They're bringing back a few new people. I mean, it's great. We're getting Kevin Owens back and Sami Zayn and EC3 and, Ronda Rousey in a Raw Women's Championship match on next week's show and the women in a gauntlet match main event. That's great. But unless they start changing how they write the shows Mm -hmm. and eliminating all the PP jokes and Uh the handicap matches (laughs) and just the the, the vaccination lines for Dean Ambrose and all this other awful, atrocious material, then unless there's a significant overhaul at the top when it comes to management and creative – specifically a mixture of both, then nothing will change. So we'll see. It's only week one. 
everything sounds great for week one, but ask me again in two weeks. Ask me in four weeks. Ask me at the end of mm-hmm. the WrestleMania season. Has Raw and SmackDown to an extent? I think Raw is really what is that you know what really has been the problem recently. Ask me then if anything has really changed in WWE. I assume nothing will change. We'll find out. But it's I, I it's not looking likely based off the track record that this company has with this type of shit. Yeah, man. Um, it just you know. It, at times, it, it gets to be sad. It gets to be because, you know, someone who's been watching this for so long and someone like you as well, you've been in, in, in a cycle where, you know, the same shit happens over and over. And the material they write and the words and the promos is like, like people in, in, in today's day, Graham, they, they don't talk like that. They don't talk like how Dean Ambrose talks in a promo. They don't talk how New Day talks in a promo. Everything is so kitty and so like high school and, and like nobody talks like that in real life. Why? If you if you start doing real life things on your program and compared to what people watch on TV and Netflix and all that, then you might be a whole different show because the last time I checked, Monday Night Raw is a television show uh, that has wrestling on it. It's not a wrestling show by itself. So you need the TV aspects. And that's what, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm the old guy in the room because I grew up in the new generation and attitude era, but not saying the the wrestling was great back then, but the entertainment and the TV was better than what we have now. And the point example, they had the, the, the Raw 25th anniversary in January, over 4 million people watch that show. You want to know why? Because you got Stone Cold, you got Triple H, you got Shawn Michaels, you got Undertaker, you got all the all, the Hall of Famers there, and a whole plethora of fans who were not watching Raw at the time came back and said, oh shit, Stone Cold, I'm going to watch it. So you get a boost of 4 million people watching that show, and now you fast forward pretty much almost a year later, you're at 2 million people. And it can, the finger can be pointed at so many different ways. Um, but I think to narrow it down real quick is the fact that y- y- you're not going to get more people watching by calling up NXT people or saying, here's a new match, here's a, here's a, here's a new matchup, or even a draft. Y- you have to write a certain way for these guys. Make them talk like they're talking real life and cut all the, the – com- I know they always have comedy. That's, that's how they always are. But when it gets to a point where me and you, me and you are grown men watching comedy for nine, ten-year-olds, I can't watch the New Day flip fucking pancakes every Tuesday night, Graham. I can't. I, I'm changing the channel. I'm watching NBA. I can't see it. So it's like they, they, tend, they tend to turn away a lot of fans by the content. And I'm like, Rock, Rock should be way better than what it is. Um, SmackDown should be way better than what it is, even though SmackDown is a better wrestling show than Raw right now, but <clears throat> you don't have your main champion on the show every week. <laughs> That's <clears throat> right there. Um, mm-hmm. People getting hurt left and right. And the fact that, you know, we're going to a new year, for me, I think by the Rumble, hopefully they'll have <clears throat> some sort of, you can start seeing some different things that they do on TV. But <clears throat> I just hope for my sake, for your sake, <clears throat> and people who cover it, don't tell us one thing, and then you keep continuing to do the same shit over and over going forward. 
Yeah. Again, it's all empty promises until they show us that what they what they promise us, what they're gonna bring to us, is actually reality. So I mean, I really buy nothing of what they said on Monday until I see the change. They got to stop talking and start doing. Yep. So we'll see. Again, I don't really think there's any one easy fix to the problem. It's not like they woke up one morning and said, "Wow, Ross sucks. We really need to change X, Y, and Z." I really just think they're saying that because they know that's what people are saying online. That's a vast majority of their audience too. Yeah, because they they see that the ratings are in the toilet. So by bringing out the McMahons, that's the answer to their woes, which is such a joke. Um, that is really what's the bigger problem here, moreover than anything else, that no, when in doubt, they always rely on the McMahons to solve their problems. And this has been going on now for 20, 25 years, mm. and it's such a crutch. And it solves nothing because we're back with the same original problem with the McMahons in charge. When in doubt, it's all about the McMahons, which I fucking hate. They can never move on and never focus on anyone else but the narrative that is the McMahon family hierarchy. So I'm done with this shit. I will see where it goes. (laughs) I like Triple H to an extent. Even him being an on-air authority figure, I don't like. Go run NXT or 205 Live or something. I don't like him Hmm. being on on TV every week. Shane, same thing. Stephanie, same thing. Vince, same thing. So poor Paige. Poor Paige. Yeah. She was killing it at SmackDown GM. That's crazy. She had to step down because of this whole nonsense. So, yeah. again, um, it, it, it's a shame that she had to be a victim of this whole thing. Oh, yeah. By the way, having Mustafa Ali on SmackDown is not going to make me watch SmackDown more. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a step in the right <laughs> direction. Saying, I think it's great to have fresher faces. Yeah, but, again, it's not, it's not, the, it's not one fix is going to solve everyone's exactly. problems, you know? Uh, before I let you... Matter of fact, Vince McMahon did more on SmackDown than he did on Raw. He did, actually, yeah. Like, you want to fix Raw, but you you have more TV time on SmackDown, but it is what it is. And plus, they started SmackDown with the whole Shane McMahon speech and the whole thing in the background. Like, this is the new era, and then you let go of Paige. And anyways, um, I did forget... The, the 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 trivia joint in the beginning, but I would do it now. Okay, we we gotta end on a lighter note, Graham. So, um, matter of fact, all right, here we go. Since, since we mentioned TLC uh, from this year, do you remember the main event from TLC last year? I do. Damn it! Damn it! What is it? It was Braun Strowman. Kane, The Bar, and The Miz versus The Shield, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Kurt Angle. Oh, compare that to this year's main event, Oscar, Becky, and Charlotte in a TLC match. The night and day, my friend, night and day. Oh, man. Uh, all right, so you one for one. Um, R-Truth is going to be the 30th entry in the Royal Rumble, which I hope that's that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> um, Me too. Uh, who was the 30th entrant in last year's Royal Rumble? Dolph Ziggler. Damn it, Graham. I'm off this week. <laughs> I'm off this week. Uh, um, all right, last one. What championships has the best in the world, Shane McMahon, won? Ah. He has held only the European Championship. That's your final and, answer? Yeah, the European Championship. That's your final answer? I don't think he sold anything else unless it was the hardcore title, but I don't think he ever held the hardcore title. I'm pretty sure it was just 
the European Championship. He wasn't WWE champion. I, I'm oh, just going to say not. the European Championship. Okay, yeah. He was a European champion and a hardcore champion. Oh, okay. So I mentioned that. Okay. And I can't forget World Cup best in the world from... Uh, of course. Crown World Jewel. Cup winner as well. That's right. Um, real quick, um, in the event we don't do a show next week, uh, I, I, I do want to try to do that um, after Christmas. But let's say in the event, because the, the year is going to be a wrap soon. Um, what was your best match this year, Graham? Or favorite match? Favorite match? Honestly, any best match of the year would have to be from NXT. I mean, the main roster had a lot of great matches, too. But unlike in past years, there's not one match that stands out to me as the best from Raw or SmackDown or any pay-per-view in 2018. Right. It would have to be Gargano and Almas for the NXT Championship and TakeOver Philly, which is regarded as one of the best, if not the best, mm. NXT Championship match in or the best NXT match, period, in NXT history. I was there for that match. So that's why that was my favorite match of the year. If not that one... Then the ladder match from TakeOver New Orleans, which kicked off that show over WrestleMania weekend, which was won by Adam Cole, where he became the inaugural NXT North American champion. One of those matches, I would probably go with Gargano and Almost, probably just because I was there. Okay. um, Favorite pay-per-view of the year? Honestly, Evolution. I thought Evolution was the best show all year. I was at the Rumble, which I enjoyed. So... Personally speaking, it would likely be the Rumble. I was at Money in the Bank. I liked Money in the Bank. It was by no means the show of the year, but it was good. Um, Hell in the Cell was good. Underrated, but good. Survivor Series was good. TLC was better than I thought it would be. So a lot of the recent shows have been better. Um, Crown Jewel was obviously ass, but beyond that, I thought the recent shows have been better. Um, SummerSlam was solid. WrestleMania was solid. But yeah, I would go with Evolution, and that Evolution overall was an excellent show and one of the best I've seen all year. Okay. Your favorite storyline from 2018? If not Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa from NXT, from the main roster? Yeah. Uh, it would have to be Becky Lynch's Rise to Superstar in recent months. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing else really comes to mind from 2018, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would say Becky. Graham, uh, everybody loves Becky now, and I see it on Twitter. You're the man, the man, and this is the man, and the man. I see the man all over the place on my Twitter timeline. It's not even funny, um, <laughs> but I, I think it was much. You know, when it came down to people who needed a a reboot or restart, Becky was one of them. Um, definitely Dean Ambrose. Definitely Sasha Banks has to change soon because. She's going on two years without the the, the the Raw Women's title, and I just don't I, I don't see anything for her coming up, <clears throat> her and Bailey. But I'm trying to think of somebody else for a storyline. Oh man, definitely definitely not a Brock Lesnar storyline. Um, uh, not the Triple H Taker end of an era one time only kind of stuff. Definitely not that. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, Gargano Champa, I do, I do recall that storyline. Man, it's tough, tough, bro. I, that that yeah, might be it. The really the 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 well runs dry beyond those storylines. The who attacked Alistair Black stuff from recent yeah. months so that was great too. Um, 
that's that's really about it. Everything else is NXT related. The main roster has not produced a lot of great yeah. TV in 2018. SmackDown's been better than Raw, but even SmackDown has been devoid of like really compelling storylines in 2018. I could tell aside you from I, the Becky yeah. Lynch stuff. I could tell you what dis- what disappointed me. Um, the AJ Nakamura feud. That was disappointing. Rollins and Ambrose has been disappointing. Um, Roman and Brock was a ginormous waste of time. Um, anything involving Shane has been a ginormous waste of time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miz and Brian I thought was good. Started out hot, fizzled out pretty quickly. Brian's in-ring return fizzled out pretty quickly. Him becoming WWE champion has been a real relevation. So that was one of the better storylines in okay. recent memory, too. Him going heel, winning the championship. He's had a career resurgence because of that. By the um, it, It's crazy to think he came back at WrestleMania, and he almost immediately meant nothing um, soon after that. Bobby Lashley's been disappointing oh, since he terrible. came back. Terrible. Drew McIntyre's been a relevation. He's one of the better ones in recent years, or in recent months. Uh, Kurt Angle really hasn't done a, hasn't done a, doesn't have, hasn't done a hell of a lot. Ronda Rousey's been a relevation, so it, mm-hmm. it's it's we have our fair share of pros and cons from 2018 from both shows. What do you feel was the worst pay per view of the year? Crown Jewel, no doubt, no no no, no, no doubt whatsoever. <laughs> Crown Jewel. Wow, that was a quick answer. Crown Jewel, worst pay per view. I, ho- I hope they don't use that name again. That was, you know. Suspect name, fake King of the Ring style name, but <laughs> yeah. um yeah, Crown Jewel man, what was before that? The super super showdown wasn't all that great either, Graham. Nah, Super Showdown was forgettable as fuck, as was uh Greatest Royal Rumble. The oh, international yeah. pay per views need to die. I like the idea, but they've been poorly produced so far and they mean nothing. They are glorified house shows. Oh man. Um so yeah, we got the worst pay per view, best pay per view storyline. Oh, worst storyline. Uh, There's got to be probably one. Roman and Brock is up there. Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn over the whole sisters thing was pretty atrocious. That was pretty bad. Um, Rusev and Aiden English. I'm not even sure why they broke those guys up. Oh, but yeah. Probably Bobby and Sami. To be honest with you, that was very bad. Good God, that was atrocious. Oh, with the whole army thing and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. Um, oh, yeah, that would surely have to take the cake. I'm not sure what else has been that bad in 2018. Um, Naya has been just fucking terrible this year. <laughs> um, you sound depressed when you say that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Brian and Big Cass just did nothing for me whatsoever when they had that feud earlier this year. Then the guy got canned right afterward. Um, yeah, Roman and Brock, Sammy and Bobby are easily the two worst feuds of the year. Um, Braun going heel for a cup of coffee was a waste of time. Did, did we do? Did we do worst match of the year? No, we didn't. But I mean, any match from Raw in the last six months can win that <laughs> award. Oh come on, Graham! Not worse than um. Let me see some some matches you 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 fucked around with me with uh, John Cena Undertaker WrestleMania. What about that? One? That was a joke too. What a waste of a storyline that was as well. Um, the end of the era stuff. Oh my God! Undertaker and Triple H and Super Michaels? Showdown was such a waste of time. 
Holy shit, that was awful. Shawn Michaels, you know what? I'm going to say this. I don't want to say that his in-ring return was disappointing because I thought he was better than anyone else in that match, mm-hmm. and I want to see more of Shawn Michaels in the ring, but the build-up to the match itself was supremely disappointing. Yeah, that was... Uh, it's, it's amazing that Shawn can come back seven, eight years off, and he's 50-plus years old, and he's the best one in the ring. That's crazy. He was, yeah, by far. And I'm not sure if he's going to wrestle again. Well, I hope so. Maybe uh, Seth, maybe Daniel Bryan, maybe uh, I have no uh, AJ Styles. That'll be it for me. But Sean don't doesn't need to come back. If he does, I, I'm I'm all for it. He's one of my favorites. But um, I mean, yeah, a lot of lot more more downs and ups. I would say for this year. So I guess we all hope that 2019 could be more fun, more exciting. Um. Going forward, more interesting storylines. The matches will be there. Just gotta be have you know. Just gotta have more compelling TV, and hopefully, we can forget about 2018 in wrestling, bro. The B team too, but yeah, 2018 has been <laughs> pretty. It's been a pretty bad year for WWE. Not like financially, but yeah. like not even ratings wise that too. But yeah, this year has been uh, not a lot of great moments from 2018. There's been a lot of some great moments, but like overall, I cannot say it's been one of my favorite years for WWE in recent memory. It's been a pretty down year. Uh, so hopefully 2019 is bigger and better for the company. Two more. Best women's match. No doubt Becky and Charlotte from Evolution. Evolution. Without a doubt. One of the best women's matches I've ever seen, period, in this company. So better, so, yeah. so better than the, the Triple Threat TOC match. Yes. I would say so. The, the triple threat TLC match is up there, too. That would be the second best. But I thought Becky and Charlotte was better. And best for the main roster, best championship match for all SmackDown. Probably AJ and Bryan from TLC. Really? I can't think of a better cha- like a world title or any championship. Any, any, any championship. Doesn't matter at this point. Seth Rollins and The Miz had a pretty kick-ass match back at Backlash in May. Beyond that, there's no other match. There's no other match that comes to mind. Aside from the women's match, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the Universal Championship has been just fucking a joke in 2018. The WWE Championship, AJ has not had many blockbusters in 2018. Oh, yeah, I told you about that one. Yeah, I and mean, you, were, you were right about that one. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, though him and Brian at TLC, I thought was fantastic. So that would probably be the best one, um, aside from maybe Rollins and Miz or a Becky and Charlotte match. No tag title matches have let the world <laughs> on fire this year. What did um, you say? I think underrated would be the Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, Iron Man match. They had- nah, that match bored me to tears really? for the first 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, that match really bored me. The, the the crowd chanting for the buzzer every minute really took oh, me yeah, out of yeah, it. But not even that. that I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was not their best effort. I thought they had better matches on Raw before that. To be honest with you. Yeah, that was whack. Yeah, I, I I totally forgot about that part. But it, uh, ten, nine, eight, seven, eight, eight, that, that was <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, well, that, that that that's the that's the universe, Graham. That, that that's the fans they catering to every Monday night. The two million people. That that's what you get. Yeah, that's true. Um. But Grant Matthews, always a pleasure having you on, man. Um, do great work for for Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at Russell Rant. You can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z. 
Find the podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash cruise control podcast. Um, download, rate, comment, subscribe to us on iTunes. We got two out of three falls t-shirts on prowrestlingtees.com. Again, prowrestlingtees.com slash cruise control. Graham, enjoy uh, Christmas. Enjoy the new year if I, if I don't get a chance to chop it up with you. But hopefully we, uh, we get back on it next week. Fingers crossed, my man. But in the meantime, have a very Merry Christmas, and I'll catch your ass down the road, Randy. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Adios. All right.